This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, I'm Lahari Neil Peretti, founder of LN Accounting Advisor, and this is Then What? With another story of a big then what business moment which transformed into real success made possible by real leadership. You know, you have this vision and it it was me really for a few years to grow it. And then, you know, we talked about how growing a team and having partners come in um, or is valuable. It's, it's necessary. But doing that, um, you also add, you know, different personalities and different needs, different goals, I suppose. So it's, you know, it kind of all comes down to you trying to make all of these folks work, work together and, and grow the company. Great success can come from anywhere. For Don Anderson, it started at a local Hawaiian farmer's market. Coming up, you'll hear how Dawn and her company, Ohi Foods, overcame challenges and turning points to get where they are today. Her motivation, making something out of nothing and having the chance to make a difference in people's lives. Thank you, Dawn, for being on my podcast today. I appreciate you taking your time out to be on here and discuss your journey with us. So my first question for you is, how did you go from being a travel consultant um, to opening up your own company and food company on top of that? Well, first of all, thank you, Lahari, for having me on today. I'm super excited and I'm blessed to be here with you. So um, thank you for that. You know, it really came down to, I I loved traveling. And so it was a dream job for me, for sure. And I did that for about 15 years and saw so many places. It was just a a great blessing. But um, with that came a lot of uncertainty. You were traveling all the time, living in hotels, um, not knowing when your next meal is going to be, you know, at airports, which back then anyways, certainly didn't have what the opportunity even is today for food options. And so I just, I became really unhealthy, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, just exhausted, tired, and and not eating well. And it really took a toll on my body. And so I kind of started to, things changed in my life. I became gluten intolerant and um, just, you know, different health things started to come up. I gained a lot of weight, a lot of less, you know, no energy, so I just, I, I stepped back. One, I moved to Hawaii, um, which was, you know, kind of pivotal for me in that sense. Um, but I just, I grounded myself and I kind of stepped back and I kind of looked at my life and what am I doing and what could I be doing that could be better for myself. And so I, I, I stepped back from traveling so much and I started looking at my diet and, and really everything, like the balance of my life. So I became a yoga instructor. I, be, I meditated. I became um, vegan. Um, I just, I really started to look at my entire life, right? And just and what that meant for me. And a big portion of that was my nourishment, my, my nutrition. And I just, I started to learn more about it and um, became just really pivotal for me. And um, one of the opportunities that I had was when I stopped traveling, I actually took a travel um, to um, California 
And I also um, went to school at Fort Bragg Culinary School, which is a raw culinary school. And I, for the first time, was in amongst, um, you know, like-minded folks. And it was really inspiring me for you to say, I, I, I only went there to really learn more about food and raw food and culinary and how that could affect my life. And what I came out of there with is really, I was so inspired to kind of share my knowledge and passion that I had accumulated and kind of see if there's something I can do outside of myself and, and share that with my community back home in Maui. So I went back home to Maui and I started just creating, you know, different food products, raw food products and going to farmer's markets, um, creating them at my, at my home and just going out there to see if the community loved it. And, and they did. It, they, and for me, when we started doing a, a bar company, it was the bars that I was making that was really taking a life of their own in our community back home. And um, people just resonated with it so much that, I was like, I felt like I had something the community cared about and that I added value to their life and I was passionate about it. So that was it. I stopped traveling and um, just long story short, sorry for that, but I, I was like, this is what I wanted to do. So I really just focused on, you know, creating this really healthy, fresh um, uh, food line. Yeah. Yeah. So Ohi is a very unique name. So tell me about how you came up with the name for your company and does it resonate with you differently from when you first came up with it to where you are now? That's a great question. Um, Ohi means to rise, to elevate in the Maori language. And then it means to come together, to gather in Hawaiian. And when I, you know, obviously we, it's founded in Hawaii and, you know, I wouldn't be here without the Hawaii community. So when we rebranded our name to Ohi as we moved here to um, the mainland of the United States, I really felt it was important to have a name that has had roots in Hawaii because that's really what the inspiration was. It's the reason why I am here today. Um, so, you know, I had other folks help me with names and we were coming up with all these different types of names that we could trademark because that's one thing you have to think about. When you come up with that, you know, can you get the URL? Can you get that trade named? And can you do it? Like you, you, you can't just name it, you know, Great Bar. You have to come out. You, you have to be able to trade trademark that name. So you have some restrictions in that. And so many great names are out there that I loved, but they're taken. So I was like, okay, well, what can we do that that could give kind of the roots back to Hawaii? And so I just, I really, I just searched and searched and searched for different names. And as soon as I saw Ohi, which I love small names, but short names, um, when I saw that it resonated with me instantly, because it, ne- it also means dawn of the day. My name is Dawn. And, and it me- and it, but it really means to like rise and to elevate. And that's exactly, you know, what our mission is. Um, so to me, it was, it was instant. Like, this is what our mission is. This is what Ohi is all about. Um, so, I mean, that's really how it is. And it hasn't changed since the beginning when I first saw that, you know, I did a Google search really. And I was like, this is the one that I want. This is the name that I feel like our, it speaks to our company and to our mission. And that hasn't changed. I mean, it's only gotten stronger. It's really, you know, it's, um, it's again, back to that whole idea of having a mission and purpose and passion. You've, you've got to have that in order to continue on and, and keep moving forward. And that's in my name. That's in the name. It's, you know, it's about elevating and rising and, and also coming together as a community, you know, that, that whole, that it all means so much to Ohi. So 
that's that's why that's why we're called Ohi Food Co. So, like, how long did you live in Hawaii for? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. Wow. And then into what part of your life in Hawaii did you start making this bar or like decide this is maybe something you wanted to do? Probably like halfway through. I think for the first seven, six, seven years, I still traveled outside of Hawaii to do all of my, my jobs. And then, um, again, that kind of was really taking a toll. But within that time, though, I really started to unravel the layers, I guess, of, of you know, how tired I was and just what I, what I was doing. And so, you know, leaving my family behind and traveling and all that, it takes a toll on you. And Coming back to Hawaii, though, you know, living on the beach and just the slowness was so helpful for me to be able to kind of just peel off those layers. Again, um, I started meditating. Um, I really got into yoga. Um, my, my life just became so much more balanced. And as that, as that started becoming to the forefront, I realized that what I was doing in my previous job of the, of the traveling, which was so amazing in one piece, but to me, it just kind of, it, it lost its appeal and started to be harmful for me. And so at about seven, eight years into Hawaii, um, I started, you know, kind of tinkering with, um, you know, I made my own kombuchas. I got a a dehydrator (laughs) and I started kind of just playing around and I just fell immediately in love with it. And again, now that I started to nourish myself, I had less of other things that were harmful and more good things in my body. And it just started to naturally change. It wasn't like I've got to stop eating this and I've got to go on this diet because that's never helped me. It was more about just, you know, kind of, I'm going to nourish myself. And by doing that, it really changed my life. Yeah, no, I definitely think there's a balance, right, too. And so I think I used to travel a lot, too, in corporate um, back in my different life that I call. (laughs) Um, And that was always something that me and my coworkers would be like, okay, well, we're always on the run. Um, it's like flight to flight. Um, I didn't, I couldn't do it for too long, but we always looked for bars to be honest. Cause that was the quickest thing. Cause if we had a flight at like five that landed at nine hour time going from East to West or whatever the situation was, it was just the easiest thing for a morning or evening when, especially when you're traveling. So it's interesting. Like, it's actually something I feel like a lot of people when they're traveling, they actually eat a lot of bars, you know, that they don't even realize How was it for you coming with this product? Like, what did you think about it when you first started? Did you think it was going to be this big? Did you feel like there was a lot of competition or a lot of space in this, in the industry for this? So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because we started it in Hawaii. um, And this would probably be, this is 2014. So it's been a bit of a time and there's been a lot of innovation and progress since then. But mm-hmm. in 2014, starting at farmer's markets, just kind of, <laughs> I, don't know, I had like, you know, I had raw breads, I had raw desserts, I had this raw bar. And again, like the, the bars just really fit for people. And I think it was because of that convenience and that, that need and that want for something to just grab on the go and, 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 and it was nourishing for you. So, um, I, I saw immediately that there was this opportunity and I was, you know, I, I, again, I was looking for something that I could help, you know, help my community with. So I was like, I'm going to take this bar and try and make a business of it. And in Hawaii, they were so amazing to me. Like, I don't, I know I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for their incredible support. Um, you know, I learned with them. So I, I literally just took this bar and without a UPC code or anything, no labels or anything, and, and went to like door, door to door, really. 
And I'm like, what would you, what would it take for me to be able to, you know, have this in your store? And they're like, well, you need a UPC code. And so, you know, I, I talked to the um, food administrations there and they really just helped me kind of create what I needed to do in order to just go like a sales sheet and all that sort of thing. And I went door to door and no one knew where to put it at first, but I, back then I never thought that we were creating some sort of new category. It's when I started eating healthy, everything came from the fridge. Like I just, I got rid of, you know, a lot of prepackaged foods um, and just like I ate everything that was fresh and in my food. So in my fridge. So what I wanted to make was something that belonged in the fridge. And that's like no preservatives, no chemicals in there. Um, you know, it, it still had water. It wasn't dehydrated. It wasn't baked. It was just really raw food. And so when I went to them, they're like, oh, well, let's just put it, you know, here by the, by, you know, the beverages or by the grab and go section of your salads and your, and your um, desserts and things like that. So we just kind of made it up as we went along. And I, I never realized at that time that there weren't any other bars like that. So there's other, um, you know, brands out there that I now sit beside that are, that are, have, you know, done so well. Um, but they weren't there in Hawaii yet. So for us, I felt like it was a huge opportunity, not knowing back then, but that we kind of had this space to our, to myself. And um, it was just really fun to be able to do that in Hawaii um, with the retailers that I, that I went in with. So even Whole Foods, we, you know, we were in Whole Foods in 2015, I think, first, and we created that category there. It was really fun. That's amazing. What lesson have you learned or what has taught you the most? Like what period or what situation that has happened since you started your business? <laughs> I'd lot, say probably, every, but the I'd say every, every day. <laughs> Every day, honestly, like, okay, I'll have to think about this, but to me, you know, it's every day. And I feel like that's almost the definition of an entrepreneur, I guess, if you want to call that, is that it's like every day. Okay. I know today is not, most likely is not going to go smooth and that not everything that I've planned to do is going to go right today. Um, what challenges are there? Um, and, you know, what do we have to kind of overcome today? is kind of how I wake up in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the attitude I have. It's not like, oh no, something else has gone wrong or, oh no, there's another challenge I have. It's more like, okay, what can we solve today? You know, how can we make ourselves better and how can we continue to grow and improve? Um, but there's always something coming at you. And, um, and that's kind of the, the, the challenge, but it's also like the really exciting beauty to, to having your own business, to having your own entrepreneurial kind of food business. So, one of the big challenges was for sure was um, moving from Maui to I'm here in Huntington Beach now, which is also beautiful by the ocean. But but moving there, you know, we were I was hand making these by molds with one amazing person, um, small. We were doing all of it all on our, on our own. And then when we had the opportunity to move and expand it to Whole Foods in Southern California, and then I was blessed to have some funding behind me at that point. Um, you know, part of the deal was to move closer to the mainland, onto the mainland in California to run the company. And um, so I moved my um, family, moved here, and we did a little bit of a rebranding. And then we launched, you know, kind of really quickly. And so I feel that, and then part of that was taking that now handmade molding. And how do you, how do you scale that up? How do you make a business so you can make more than like, you know, a thousand a day? And that was really what was the task at hand was, you know, we launched this, pro this product and the brand, um, but we hadn't quite scaled that up yet to be able to make them. So um, that was, you know, 
probably the most stressful period of time was just like, okay, we have these orders, we have these stores, we have people wanting these bars. Now it's up to me to kind of figure it out how we scale it up at a price that, you know, people could afford. So that was kind of, I think, probably the most um, harrowing time, but also really exciting because I just love the whole research and development piece to that. I mean, I love creating new products and kind of figuring out how to do it because at the time, our bars are a little bit different than a lot of other bars um, in that they have like these large particulates and we don't have a lot of binders to keep them together. So to take that from a mold to like being able to, to scale it up where you're doing a lot of it one time. Like production. There had, of, yeah. yeah, production. There wasn't a whole lot of um, options for me to go. So I kind of had to really search out for that right partner that we could work yeah. with. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on social media at Ellen Accounting and visit us or contact me directly at ellenaccountingcpa.com and subscribe to Then What Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find the best podcasts. Are you looking for financial advice or an outsourced CFO or maybe just help with your books or financials? Well, let's talk. As a listener of the podcast, I want to offer you a free consultation call with me. Go on our website at ellenaccountingcpa.com and book a call with me today. Again, that's ellenaccountingcpa.com. When you reach out, please make sure to mention this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. One thing that I kind of run into when I'm talking to like new businesses or, you know, people that maybe just starting up is like, they don't know what to do, right? Like they don't know who to partner with. How do they scale it up? Like what you just said is like literally the pain points I feel like a new business has because there's not something where you can just Google like and a list pops up for you, right? Um, So how are you able to figure that out? Like not having done it once and, you know, what resources did you like? How did you figure it out? I just, you know, I did, I did, I did a Google search, um, you know, it, and it wasn't that easy. It's not easy. You just, you, 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 you take what you have, you call these people and you say what you need to have. And if they can't help you, it's like, do you know somebody that can? So like, we'll try this person, try this person. I would fly out to see them. I would meet them. I would talk about our product. I'd say what I, you know, what my, my goal was um, and how can we stay as close and true to the product that I had to, you know, then to, to scale it up to what we have today, um, which was really important to me. Um, you know, we, you know, we changed the product in some ways, just more on what it looks like a little bit, but the ingredients are all the same and the way that it's made is the same. So it was just really important for me to, to find that person that would be willing and able to, to help me keep my vision and be able to scale it up. So it's also worth it to them too. Right. So, but it was, it was just a lot of um, the industry helping me, you know, like, well, do you know anybody that, that, that would know how to do this? And then they'd be like, well, try this person, try this person, try this person. It took, you know, it took me over eight months for sure of just plugging away. And the first one was, you know, helpful to get to a certain stage. And then I realized that I needed more help. So then I would look for another co-packer. It's, it's, it was a challenge for sure, yeah. but you know, everyone was willing to help, right? Like I have a, I had this challenge that we needed to solve and there were people out there that were willing to help and we finally partnered up. Did you ever feel during this process like discouraged or like feeling like giving up? I had to say no. I mean, um, there were so many people that liked the product, um, so many encouraging people. Um, and I felt like this was 
an opportunity that I just wanted to keep trying for. And I knew we could figure it out. I mean, I knew, I knew we'd figured out. So I just, I never really thought that we couldn't. So, um, you know, again, back to the, I wasn't sure how much I'd have to change it. And so I really had those talks with myself. Like, you know, I get why there's things in, in food that, you know, we maybe may not really like. I get that there's certain things that, that are put into a, a formulation to kind of make them last longer or easier to produce. But I was really trying to hold on to, um, you know, why I'm doing this and to keep it as clean as possible for people. So and- I know one part about scaling up is finding the right partner or finding the right team members for your company and your business, right? Like that becomes a very important part about growing and scaling up. So how has that journey been for you? It has been one of the the biggest challenges. You're right. Um, it's important for sure. And if I had to say, you know, not knowing then what I know now, I would say that building a team is probably is really critical. It's one of the first things you should be really thinking about. And obviously, as you scale, you need certain people differently, you know, so when you're small, you need less, obviously, in what you could afford. But I do think that you always need to be kind of looking at how you want to build that team and who can be good partners with you. So that's critical. Um, I do feel, um, especially knowing what your strengths are, and what your maybe weaknesses are, or what you don't like to do as much, um, then you kind of that's who you really also want to partner with. It's like someone that can kind of work with you um, well, where you have your strengths and then they have their strengths and you, and you partner up together to make that kind of holistic approach. Um, I'd also have to say, um, you know, building your own network um, quickly, like when you, when you first start to kind of, it's really important to start to get into your, that CPG community and really build your network. And also I feel, you know, maybe even taking on some sort of an advisor, someone that it can help you kind of understand where you are and where you need to get to. And that has direct experience in doing that. Those people are invaluable because there's only so much resources you have to be able to grow that company. And a lot of times that is money and time. Um, and so those advisors that network can come in and really help you kind of cut those, those losses down. Right. So that you can, you know, make better decisions quicker. Do you feel like you had any issues during like finding the right advisors, right? Like, so, and maybe even hiring the right team members. So were there any mistakes you feel like you made that if you had known better, you would have chosen a different path? I, I do have I do have great team members, that's for sure. Um, and they came organically, which is the best way to do it. You know, it's from from somebody that you know that said, oh, this this person would be great for your team. So that was, that's been helpful. I have an amazing ops person and then amazing um, events and marketing t- person as well. So... Um, But I'd have to say that it is a struggle to find certain aspects of, of our, of our team. Um, You know, I'm looking right now at, I'm kind of building an in-house sales team and that's really, really a challenge. Um, You know, we're still small, if you will, in the CPG world. And so it's, it's someone it's, it is hard to find someone that can come in with that entrepreneurial spirit that has to wear multiple hats um, and roll up their sleeves and kind of do whatever is um, needed of them in that day, even if it's not on that job description. So that is a little bit of a challenge and I get it too. Um, It's not for everybody. So it has been a little bit of a challenge, but there are great resources out there. Um, 
that that are that hire specifically for CPG companies, which I've also engaged with, and they've been super helpful as well. But um, like I said, it's it's really great to kind of always everybody that you're meeting, your network, kind of just always be looking out to see who would be a good fit for your company because there are wonderful, amazing people out there in the CPG world. Um, you know, but you really would kind of want to specifically find someone that would work really well with with your company. So, you know, building that culture is really, really important for that brand success. Um, and so, you, you know, it's something you have to take really, really time to develop. And, you know, you had mentioned, you know, your investors always had your, you know, supported you and kind of had your back on this. And that's super rare to get, right? Like, it's also hard to find good and in, like investors that also add value to your business instead of just being an investor, right? So how did you get investors to begin with? Well, uh, Boulder Food Group has been amazing. They came in really early, so I was super blessed. And I know that <laughs> more now than I did then. Then, um, yeah. <laughs> so it was really kind of a mutual friend that um, connected the two of us. And I think Boulder at the time had wanted to get into the refrigerated fresh snacking set. Um, and they're very supportive of, um, you know, young uh, entrepreneurial. So, you know, they loved the product and thought that we had something to add it. And so th that was very, I hear other stories of other <laughs> brands. So again, I feel super fortunate that we, you know, it was a very easy transition. It was quick. Um, you know, they wanted to invest and I wanted to grow. So it was just an easy um, thing, you know, early, early on. Um, and so that was a great one. And then I have another investor from Canada, um, District Ventures. And that again was kind of a mutual family member that, in, that kind of was eating one of our bars and, and Arlene happened to come by, I think is how the story goes. And she just drawn to the packaging and started to learn more about the brand. And then I was introduced to that, that investor. And then we just kind of talked over the last, you know, eight, 10 months or so. And she's like, whenever you are ready to invest, let us know, we'd love to, to partner with you. So again, it was very organic and um, great partners. They have a lot to add, especially on the marketing side. So very, very um, wonderful opportunity for Ohi and for myself to continue to grow with both investors. That's amazing. Have you ever looked into like venture capitalists or ever kind of steered that route? They are venture capitalists. They yep. are venture capitalists. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, I never had to go the, you know, and I crowdfunding or yes, yes, yes. And, and those are great. I don't know. I don't know how great I would be at doing that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I haven't, it, again, it's just been really, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's however you want to grow your company, but that's, you know, when I first started, that was uh, the, you know, the uh, Boulder is a, it's a VC company. And so I think once you start going down that path, um, that, that's kind yeah. of, the, that's how the, that's the natural path for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about a real cry, um, on the sofa moment where you felt like, oh, things were over or things were not going as expected. It's just about a moment where you need to regroup and collect yourself and go back, right. Go back into the battlefield. I, everyone has that, I feel. So Every entrepreneur probably has experienced that, but what was that moment for you and how did that look like? It can be a challenge, I guess, for the complexities, I think, of different partners that come in. You know, when you start off, um, it's a vision of, of, you know, you have this vision and it, it was 
me really for a few years to grow it. And then, you know, we talked about how growing a team and having partners come in um, or is valuable. It's, it's necessary. Um, but, but doing that, um, you also add, you know, different personalities and different needs, different goals, I suppose. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's putting all of those players that are supporting you and the growth of OHI together. And, and I think, you know, we spoke about this offline before, Lahari, about, you know, kind of when you're the CEO, you know, it kind of all comes down to you trying to make all of these folks work, work together and, and grow the company. So, you know, one of the harder times for me was, you know, we were fundraising and, um, you know, we had been speaking to um, our current investors um, today and we were kind of wondering, you know, what direction do we go in? So when we were fundraising, it kind of did get down to, you know, last moments of, you know, we need to, to make some, get some commitments. And, um, you know, obviously I'm so grateful that our current investors really stepped up to continue to partner with us, but there, there were times I felt like, um, you know, having, trying to have all of everybody together who really cares about the business and cares about me, I know it's coming together to kind of make that deal happen was, um, you know, was a really trying time for me to kind of, to step up and really deliver on what people were, had expectations of myself and of the company. And, you know, do I have the guts? Do I have the motivation? Do I have what it takes within me to, to overcome this and to help make this deal happen was something that I really had to take time to, to figure out quickly, but you know, it, it does take a lot out of you. It, 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 um, it, it makes you dig down deep inside of yourself to figure out, you know, what I was made out of and how, how important this company was to me and how important all my partners are to be able to kind of come together and, and make this business work so we can continue to move forward. Long story short. So <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. And it's kind of like you have moments like this and then it's like, then what? Right. Um, after you did get the funding yes. and you know, you did get it, then you have to think about the next step of the business. And it's the name of this, you know, this is why right. I thought, you know, this is it's always about being an entrepreneur, then what, right? So after that, like, what was next for you guys? Like, what came after? So, yes, I mean, when we closed that round was amazing because then, <laughs> um, you know, we knew that we could live another day and, yep. uh, and continue to grow, which is really what we all wanted to do. And so then, yeah, so then it was, it, it gave another, you know, life to the company, which again, I'm super um, grateful for that, for this opportunity. And that was the end of last year. And so we had the best quarter we've ever had in 2019 Q1. Amazing. Um, just, yeah. yeah. Thriving is it's been just amazing opportunities for us from the retailer side customers. Um, just, yeah, it was, it's been great. And then, you know, unfortunately um, things changed. <laughs> so a uh, COVID <laughs> came so I suppose, <laughs> yeah. So when you think about, you know, other things that happen, you know, challenges of every day, I think, you know, when March hit, that was a, a whole other um, challenge that none of us could have ever expected mm -hmm. and none of us have gone through before. So in some ways it's been, you know, incredibly challenging, but in other ways, 
we're all going through this. And so this community, the CPG community has been amazing because we're all learning together now and And um, been very supportive. So for sure. It feels like everyone's been uplifting each other um, and helping where they can, right? Like other companies that you would think maybe are competing like smaller businesses or startups Mm -hmm. or CPGs are actually supporting each other. Yes. um, Which is very amazing to see. Yes. I think, yes. I, I don't know if that would have happened uh, otherwise, but I feel like everyone's kind of now the playing fields have also leveled right with in, in yes. a way too. Sure. Like a lot of, a lot of ways that we used to, you know, try to drive trial and, 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 and get our brand out and brand awareness and communicate with our consumers is completely different. But again, we're all going through this the same same thing. So, you know, people are sharing kind of what's working for them now. And, and so you, you, and you want to do that for your fellow um, entrepreneurs as well. So it's been, it's what, you know, what doesn't bring you down makes you stronger, I guess. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's anything positive out of what has happened is, is that, that, you know, it's brought our communities together to kind of figure out what's going on. But it, and, and also, it's also helped me to take a look at different parts of my business of OHI, you know, where, where we, you know, where we might have, you know, could be doing better. Well, you know, what other opportunities are, are out there that we hadn't explored before? For one of, for us, one of them was e-commerce, right? So obviously that's really big now. And so we hadn't put a lot of energy into that and now we do. So now we have this whole other side of Ohi that, that we never had before. And so that's only, mm-hmm. you know, making us um, uh, stronger, better, yeah. stronger. Yep. Dawn, so how can we get a piece of what we, what you do, right? How can we connect? How can we find you? So um, it's ohifoodco.com um, online. You can do that and you can always reach out to us through that or order our products through there. We are in you know, a lot of different stores as well. So we have a, um, a section in our website to be able to kind of find a retailer near you. And then feel free to always reach out to us too. It's aloha at ohifoodco.com. So what's next for Ohi and what's the best advice you, you can offer to any rising entrepreneur um, out there? So what's next for us is we're just, we're continuing to grow where, you know, we are um, growing on our e-commerce and you know, we're, we're, we're learning what this new normal is for us and um, for our community around us and how we can serve them. Um, so that's for sure. Um, you know, we have some great, um, kind of research and development new products that are, that we're, that we're looking at bringing out, um, next year. And so we, we've got that and full steam ahead, you know, we're, we're slightly rebranding. We have some new packaging um, based off of our community's kind of feedback, how we could tell people on our packaging, you know, what's actually amazing inside. So we have that coming out at the end of this year, kind of the launch for January, which is 2021. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, we've got a lot going on. Um, it's really just growth and kind of and learning, um, doing that and building our team. I'm actually looking for a couple of team members now. So it's funny that we talked about how challenging it is to grow um, your staff. But um, and I think the one thing that I would say to any entrepreneur at whatever level it is is don't give up. I mean, there's like I think we've talked about this on offline before too. Is you know, it's never going to be the perfect time to be doing anything. Um, you just kind of, you, you, you take what you have, the information you have, you make the, the best smart decision that you possibly can, but you always have to be moving forward. 
um, you know, you, you've got to make those hard decisions. You got to make them knowing that you're confident with them and, and move forward. And you take that information and you make another decision and you take another step forward. Um, and so I just, I feel like if someone thinks that it's, you know, this is like the end of the moment, someone told me one time that if you haven't, if you don't think, you know, when you've made it per se, um, if you haven't had like five or six times where you literally think the lights are going to shut out, that you're just, you, 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 you can't open again tomorrow. If you haven't had four or five of those, then, you know, you, you're not done your journey yet. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. everybody goes through them and you're going to get through them. Uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And I appreciate you sharing your inspirational journey with us. Thank you, Lahari. I really appreciate the opportunity. Aloha. Thank you for joining in on the beautiful journey of Don Anderson, founder of Ohi Foods. I hope it left you as inspired as it did me. I'd like to challenge you to never give up and push past the bumps in the road to get to your next then what moment in your business. I'm Lahari Neil Peretti. See you next time. Then What is produced by Ellen Accounting Advisor in partnership with Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020. The views and opinions expressed are those of the individuals on this podcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Ellen Accounting Advisor or Mouth Media Network. No portion of this program should be considered financial advice or consultation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.